0: Hey guys, welcome to Questions You Have Answers, I Give, I am Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. Questions You Have is our Patreon question and answer show, where you guys put up some topics or questions or comments, thoughts feelings and I react to them on this podcast it is a, uh, a patreon bonus and as we're doing every second episode of each patreon show all access during these um enclosed times here we are episode 80. And you can listen to all 80 Q&A episodes along with uh, the 600 or so other episodes waiting in the Steel Wars Patreon feed for just $3 at Wars at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. It is in the show notes. We'll talk about that a bit later on. Let's get to some questions and all that good stuff. I uh, I guess before the questions, I did watch the final episode of Clone Wars of... The sisters arc, I guess. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure it's got a proper name, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. And then I watched the first episode of Siege of Mandalore, and I have to say, maybe I'm just being a bit of a sucker for nostalgia, but that that, that opening credits of that Siege of Mandalore, something I was just thoroughly happy. With uh, the little subtle, classic nods there. Or oh, unsubtle. But I had a, um, I had a good time. I-, I think all Star Wars should start with the scroll. Or the crawl. I just... I feel like that's the one thing that should bind everything Star Wars. And I know George Lewis didn't agree. Because Clone Wars would have uh, started with a crawl as well. But, I don't know, I I think it it sets the the brand or whatever, the feeling, the emotion, having that opening, and it also explains things. Like, I I always remember people that went to see Rogue One just because it was a Star Wars movie. And halfway through the film, managed a piece when it actually was set in uh, the Star Wars saga. Especially a year after The Force Awakens, you know. Uh, if you're just a, a, a casual um, viewer, you'd, it, it's no other question that you'd think it would be uh, a continuation, regardless of how crazy that seems to us. Because we're, uh, we're living it! We are living it. Let's get to some questions. Michael Nip. is going to have a sip of coffee, you guys. Because I've just read the first few words. It's. I think it's time to ask the tough questions Michael proposes. You can only pick one and why. Baby Yoda, Wicket, or Babu Frick? Oof. Well, straight up, Michael it's no contest. It is no contest. But I will... I'll pose it in a slightly different way. Now, as you guys know, little Harrison, my little boy, is a year and a half years old. Um, 18 months, as they say in the industry. Wink, wink. And these characters... I feel I correspond to different parts of his growth, two of which have not yet developed. Now, baby Yoda, even though he is 50 years old or whatever, how old he is, Yoju, if you will, he's a baby. You know, he's got the hand trick. That's pretty sweet. He's a lot more self-aware than a baby, or my baby, at least. But he's a baby. You're not getting much back from him. As far as, because this is the thing about being a parent, for me anyway, it was once he could begin to talk and react to me and give me his opinion, even if it is, no, no, that it just made a lot easier. Because when they're under one, you know they get upset, and you've got to do this puzzle of of why they're upset this time. Are they are they hungry? Are they tired? They need their nappy changed. Do they just miss their mummy? It's it, it's it's tough to work out, and you've just got to keep this um like plutonium bit of meat this very fragile being uh, happy and. It's sometimes really hard when you can't, especially late at night, you guys, about 3 a.m., when you're having a tough time trying to ascertain what needs the baby would like you to look after first. that would please them. So, Baby Yoda, much like a baby, very cute, really fun, but hard work. Now, Babu Frick, he's a delightful little cutie. I do love the uh, story that Pablo Hidalgo told on Twitter that he tried to get Babu Frick life-size in the visual dictionary. And I think they printed him bigger than that. But I like that. He, he's just, you know, he's, he's a sweetie. Hey, you know, love it. All about it. Can't do a good impression of him, but, uh, I appreciate it nonetheless. But I feel like that's more like, uh, an eight year old sort of child. You know, he's a bit, bit mouthy, not, not completely around everything. Maybe six, um, You know, has his little jokes, thinks he's a little trickster. But then you got wicked, childlike, cuddly, up to explore, a little bit, you know, a bit nervous. You can show him the world, feed him that bit of brown stuff or whatever you've got in your pouch. Wicket would be the dream little creature to have around the house, I feel like. Quite often on Twitter, when I want to express my um, my condolences, my concern for someone that maybe is not having a good time, my, my gift of choice is the Han Solo leg getting hugged by Wicket. It's so reassuring. So why wouldn't you want that around the home? As far as just based on the characters, like without all that, just based on the characters, come on, dude. Don't insult me. It's wicked. I'm not jumping on these new bandwagons. Wicket is who I wanted when I was a little boy. Wicket is who I want now. I had, we still have. Harry was playing with it a couple days ago. My Kenner... 1984, Wicket the Ewok, little teddy bear, about a foot and a bit high. His fur, I never realized how mad at his fur was until I decided to collect the rest of the vintage Ewoks to fill out the collection. And, you know, Wicket's got this, these little natty fur, Balls. and then you get one of these vintage ones that's in good condition and they've got lavish like Persian cat style hair it's all about the Ewoks it's all about Wicket I um, seeing Wicket in The Rise of Skywalker it's just the best just the best and then to find out that's his son i'm grinning for me hear i i love it and that it actually is warwick davis's son and that warwick davis's son is called harrison <sighs> pretty good pretty good as um as my project of scoring The Rise of Skywalker has proven, whilst the overall film, not on board with, there are bits that do delight. And that is one of them. And anything with Ray and Ben. Except that one line. Thank you, Michael. Maria? Says, take a shot for every WWE Network reference when the call-in show... Oh, I think these are two. Okay, take a shot for every WWE... <laughs> take a shot for every WWE Network reference. Okay, so I was talking about the WWE Network last episode. Which, if you haven't heard, and uh, you are a patron, go back and listen to it. Because I had a ball recording that one. Doing the top five moments in... in Like top five Star Wars moments. There's some good, there was some good action. That was good fun to do. And there's some other great questions in there. Uh, And I was talking about how I felt like Disney Plus was kind of dropping the ball a little bit, not giving us, not dipping into the archives more for things that they could be putting up or remixing every month to uh, keep us entertained from a uh, a Star Wars angle and since then they've announced on May the 4th they're doing an 8 part hour long I think documentary series about the making of The Mandalorian so can't complain there they've come to the party 8 parts for an hour does seem like a lot though (laughs) Guys, um, I don't know. Are they bringing it all out at once? Can you, um, what's it called? Binge this? Or you wait every week? I'm, I'd like to wait every week. I'd like to watch it a couple times and, and, and chat about it and stuff and, and, and take it all in. Not have to um, rush through it because everyone on Twitter has. So, very happy with that. So, I was, I was talking about how the w w e god i'm sick of saying that the wwe network they uh repurpose old footage and stuff really well making cool little documentaries and that sort of stuff um then when is the call-in show making a comeback maybe we'll do it soon if is that something i know i know i know katherine Uh, down in Australia has requested it to come back and and she's one of our most important listeners guys not all listeners are created equal Um, so yeah if you guys are down for that go on about it in the comments and I just know the way I work so if you let us know that um, a few people want to do it and want to participate we will get it going she also comments that this year's WrestleMania was interesting. I didn't watch it. It was the first one I missed forever, which I think I may have talked about on the last episode. So, but yeah, Empty Arena. That's, I just, I didn't want WrestleMania to be sullied for me by watching it like in that environment. Thanks, Maria. Brandon Baker says... <clears throat> It was not until I got an annotated annotated screenplay that I was corrected to learn that Yoda says to Luke, difficult time to see, always in motion is the future. I always heard, always emotion is the future. Like Luke could feel the pain of his friends and Yoda is consoling him. When you look to the future, you're going to get feelings and emotions more than concrete details. Is there anything that you misheard in Star Wars and came up with your own logic to have it make sense? I actually, I always thought it was always emotion is the future as well. So there you go. One, the main one that jumps out to me is... Princess Leia saying Dantooine, and I thought she said Tatooine. Cause how could, like, in a New Hope, we only know about like three or four planets, and two of them have almost got, well, they're not identical, but they're very similar. So I always thought that Princess Leia said Tatooine. She just said it differently. And I always pictured when the storm they come back and they said, "Oh, we found uh, an old discarded base." I was like, "Oh man, the rebels had a base on Tatooine. Whoa, that must have been why they were going past or something." Anyone else think that the it, it two? So I, I think that, is there a story about why they're so similar? Is there some George Lucas thing there where he was going to use one name and he ended up changing it, but he wanted to use Dantooine somewhere else? I'm not sure, but, uh, we're all clear now, Brandon. Thanks for your question. Rick Villanueva chimes in, uh, yet again, always like Rick's contribution. And when everyone on Twitter this week was reminiscing about Star Wars Celebration, Rick posted up a photo of us. He was dashingly dressed as, uh, Cassian Andor pulled it off well. That was a delight to see. And and it was bittersweet because I, I really doubt we we're going to Star Wars Celebration this year. And, ah, man, just, like, all the big announcements and a trailer, I guess we would have got the trailer for Mandalorian would have been the trailer this time round. But, like, all that stuff is sick but just just walking around the floor and, and bumping into people that you chat to on Twitter or you listen to their podcast or they listen to yours. It's, oh, that's the funnest. Ah, oh, so fun. And the After Dark Hotel action is pretty good as well. But it's the same sort of thing. Ah, I'll miss that. But we'll be together. We'll be together once more. But Rick says, Still, are there any Star Wars quotes you tend to use as part of regular speech? For example, hello there. Also, any Star Wars specific words like calf or yub nub pop up in your vocabulary. And last episode, I did a bit of call out. If you want to plug stuff, you can drop that in the comments. And he says, I'm on the Tumbling Sabre at Tumbling Sabre podcast a few times a month and occasionally on the Drunken Menace pod at Podcast Menace. Hope you and the family are well. Cheers. May the force be with you. Or may that force be with you, I would assume. Family's good. Family is, is doing Well. Um, it's, it can get frustrating as I'm sure we're all going through, but it's been really fun to get some extra quality time together. So, soaking that up and yeah, it is amazing you guys posted this on my, my other Instagram, my normal human, non-Star Wars Instagram the other day. A photo of one of Harrison's balls. This ball that Jackie got him in the park months ago for like $2. Just how much a life form can love a $2 ball? Ball, ball, ball. He loves that ball. He loves that ball. If he doesn't start loving that vintage E-Walker, he likes that ball. Oof. Could be some issues. But uh, yeah, we're doing real well. And uh, we're making the best of it. And that's all you can do. As far as quotes, I don't know how much I use them when I talk. I th- like, on the podcast, I do, because I'm sort of, I don't know, geared towards it. But in regular... I would never say yub nub in conversation. <laughs> on a, a a text conversation, or, or a comment on a tweet, or an Instagram, definitely. Uh, or... On a t-shirt. I would put that on there as well. Caff, I would never say. (laughs) It's coffee. It's good enough. It's the best. Drinking some now. This is the way... I would maybe use the most... Maybe there's stuff that I'm... Do or do not, there is no try. But on the podcast, I'm... Um, yeah, try to do as many as possible. And the cornier, the better sometimes. But... In real life... I don't know. I don't think I use much at all. I definitely wouldn't use I have spoken... That would not, um, that would not go down well in, um, in the current confinement. <laughs> but as a gif on a tweet to replying to some ludicrous thing that King Tom has posted, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Thanks, Rick. Sizzle Dizzle. Says if you had to be quarantined on one planet in a galaxy far far away, which would it be and why? Ooh Can I pick where? Because like Coruscant Like if I'm down on level thirteen thirteen or whatever No bias, no good law. Zero. Actually, just going back to Rick's question, I probably use more wrestling quotes than, um, yeah, well, no buys. That's like a wrestling podcaster, Brian Alvarez, a, a hero of mine, a broadcasting hero. He says no buys. So I have taken that on. But um, back to the quarantine planet. like, if, like, you know, I don't know if this is cheating, but if I can kick it at Padme's, like we she got that sweet veranda and stuff. Like, does she have a fountain? Yeah, all day, all about it. You know, that's why, like, where I live in LA, I sort of live just off Melrose, and sort of overlooking us is the Hollywood Hills. And quite often I just look up to those big mansions that hang off the cliffs and just think, they must be just living it up there in their pool, their big TV room, just just loving it. Living that quarantine life. So if I could do that and hit up Padme's, all about it. But if not... I'd probably have to stick with the Padme theme and go with Naboo. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Go for a walk in the fields. Nice lakes to go on your on your little exercise outings on, and you know, pretty civilized. Like Dagobah, you can keep that. That is like some just off-brand celebrity get-me-out-of-here type action. Too rough. Too rough for me. I don't know how Yoda did it. Endor, a bit too struggly. Like I have to like catch some Endor raccoon to eat or something. That's that's no good. That's no good at all. Hoth speaks for itself. Cloud City feels like it would be like a cruise liner. You'd be just living in fear. Terrible. Hmm. Orlando would have that cape wrapped around his face like eighteen times. He'd be like a Tuscan Raider, strutting about the place. Um, Death Star, Brutal, Tatooine, like, I guess the one benefit, like, if you were, like, living at the Lars Homestead, your life would not change. But, like, it's not a good life to begin with. <laughs> So <laughs> that's a double-edged sword, or laser sword, as they say. Um, so you're not Tatooine. What other planets do they have? Mustafar, you can keep that. Oh, yeah, Nabate's castle, too, too emo. Um, and it'd probably be hot when you went outside, muggy all the time. Ugh. Other planets, Geonosis, you can keep that. The planet where that green lizard thing, that... (laughs) Nah. It's got to be Naboo. Naboo's the best planet, I feel. You know, Alderaan, but, you know, say no more. Although I think in canon, Naboo gets uh, some sort of evil weapon used upon it that um, Palpatine's got like a little, it's part of his Project Cinder or something. They, he just, just out of spite, just burns Naboo. Just, just take that home world. What did you ever do for me except me, get me voted to be Galactic Roar? So... Yeah, you you want to be getting out after um, after Return of the Jedi, pretty soon after. That's some, um, find a new place to quarantine. But as far as its heyday, can't go past Naboo. Now we've got. Ooh, this is a, a very full-on question here from um, Rebecca Edwards. Hey, Steel. With all the reminiscing on the last questions you have, answers I give, I thought of a question. Now that we've been through the arc of you starting this podcast, everything that has happened, and now up to now, and now up to the now, what has been the biggest pinch-me-I-must-be-dreaming moment? Was it something you had planned and hoped would happen, or was it something completely out of the blue and afterwards you were all, wow? I'm guessing Harrison Ford telling you what wedding ring you would get has got to be up there. I feel like the Harrison Ford one has to be it. For those new to the show... When The Force Awakens was about to screen, um, Harrison Ford did a publicity tour and I got to interview him on the red carpet for Channel 10 in Australia. And we were told that we wouldn't get to speak to him. And then when we got there, it all changed and they asked me if I wanted to. Which I replied, "Yes, yes, I would," and I got to ask him two questions, as is red carpet tradition, and that would have had to have easily been the biggest because I when, when he was when he was walking up, I. Was concerned I'd have some sort of nervous, like I would just like because I've, you know, I've interviewed celebrities before, and they're very impressive. What's more impressive than a celebrity? You guys, are you kidding? But this is Han Solo, captain of the Millennium Falcon, and. A big concern was that it wasn't going to go well <laughs> because he's, he's got a bit of a reputation, but he definitely got in the spirit of my excitement and was the best. It realistically could not have gone any better. one of the great days one of the great days like truly one of the great days the, the the entire day was incredible i i i found out what band chicago was on that day i was a fan of their work and i didn't know what the band was i found that out that day it was it was quite a day Um, and yeah, I'm sure there's episodes talking about that in depth. Definitely go back and listen to the blog pod of that day and you can get the before and after of that interview and it's a, it's a special, that whole day was just, I was Sheer Star Wars bliss. Sheer Star Wars bliss. You know, we got to see 10 minutes of the film, and oh man, we were just pumped. Just pumped. Second question from Rebecca. You know how some long-running TV shows get a spin-off where one of the characters goes off on some new wacky adventure, but the spin-off is really bad? Well, I have a couple of ideas for that kind of series for Star Wars, and I'd like to know if you have any. Show one. Oh, my God. Ja-ja-ha-ha-ba-cha-cha. Premise. After losing his job as a senator, Jar Jar opens up a comedy bar, but to help make ends meet, he gets a day job as a cha-cha dance teacher. I like the first half of... I like the idea of a Jar Jar... I'm changing it a little bit. Jar Jar is Seinfeld, where he does do stand-up comedy at night. And he just lives his days in um, Utaganga, with his um, wacky neighbor, Captain Tarpus. That would be uh, pretty good. Show two, Sons of Alderaan. <laughs> Premise, after their planet explodes, a group of Alderanians on speeder bikes form a Sons of Alderaan gang to sell spice and wage war against other speeder bike gangs. That's pretty good. Gritty. Show three, the joy of digestion. Oh, my God. Premise, the sailor hosts this relaxing, slow-moving show (laughs) where each week he calmly talks to us and shows us how to slowly digest anything over thousands of years, all all while turning mistakes into happy little trees. Those are my ideas. I'm wondering if you have any, or should I just cease and desist? Who Rebecca in Perth? Well, um, wow. They're so good though. Hmm. Like a Breaking Bad. Um. Breaking Bad in Star Wars I was going to say with Han Solo but then that was sort of all covered in Solo I was thinking of like that he had to do all these evil things and he sort of slips into the lifestyle but he can't go full um, Heisenberg evil just to the level of Light evil. He wasn't evil, but he was... He was... He was above the law in Star Wars. And why not? Um... Hmm... I don't have any good joke ones. I would love... Like, Succession. From HBO. I would love... I'm just thinking, this is what I do. I just think of shows I like, and go, license it to Star Wars. So, succession. Let's get some, um, you know, family, dynasty, battle for power going. Lots of intrigue. Who knows who's good, who's evil. Great stuff. Lost. Star Wars. Crash Land. ...on some weird planet with force powers. A lot of mysteries. A lot of caves to explore. A lot of old statues to discover. That'd be sick. What else have I been watching? Westworld. Hmm. I can't even... It's so science fiction already. What other shows we watching? Ah, oh, The Juice... So maybe um, that, that's like about the the um, Times Square, how it evolved from the 70s to the 80s with all the, the surgery goings on. That's maybe a little bit gritty for Star Wars, but... Like a just just a show set in the cantina with different adventures going off, lots of like characters and interactivity, and that would be pretty sick. So maybe because at the juice they all go to this one bar, the the hi hat that'd be pretty sick. But um, I don't have any like like you got to cheat and and sit at your computer in Perth and think up funny things. So if you expect that out of me, or Rebecca. Can't go to Perth or think of funny things. So you win this round, buddy, you win this round. So that is all our questions. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you can, um, drop us some support for the podcast at patreon.com forward slash steel wheels. There was another Q and a posted this week. It's over 50 minutes. And it's really fun. We get into some really fun stuff with the the top five Star Wars moments. If people want to chime in with their top five moments, uh, be happy to um, suss out what ones. Stuff like that is always golden conversation because it's, hey, here's my favorite thing. It's going to be pretty good. But along with that, for your $3 a month, you get to hear all the old full-length interviews and all our bonus shows, like the uh, the questions you have that you listen to now, The Page Wars, where King Tom Chansky explains to me what happens in recent Star Wars comics and novels. So we just did The Rise of Kylo Ren. So if you haven't read that, you want to find out what happens, someone's opinion on it, in a bit of discussion, check out Page Wars Episode 9 for The Rise of Kylo Ren. And Star Wars Year by Podcast, always super fun with Horst Burkhart from the Blue Harvest Podcast, where we go through Star Wars history and the Star Wars Year by Year book serves as our guide. And we just did... The middle part of 1980, with The Empire Strikes Back premiering, and we'll record some more of those this week. Oh no, it's Friday. <laughs> oh man, knowing what day it is, that's half the b- <laughs> Um, We'll record one... <laughs> Pretty soon. Um, It's super fun. And also, uh, the Robbo Report, where Robbo and I talk Star Wars, our news opinion, tell each other stories. And at the moment, we had the little interlude with Robbo's epic trip to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. What a story that was! Uh, we've been doing commentaries or watch-alongs with The Mandalorian, and the next one I'm going to do is Episode 5, The Gunslinger, The Masterpiece, with Toro Calican, starring, starring, yes, 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 can't wait to do that. Hey, I hope you're doing good. I really do. These are bizarre times. And as I've said before, you're handling it way better than you could have expected because who could have expected this? Huh? So hang in there. Go easy on your friends and family. Go easy on people on the internet. Give a bit more leeway. People are, more worked up and one way people deal with that is they channel it into something like Star Wars a conduit of emotion that it is thanks to everyone for listening if uh, you enjoyed the episode it is all access so give it a retweet it'll be up on Twitter and on Facebook and um, thanks so much to our patrons for um, for chipping in and helping pay some bills about the house for, uh, yeah, just $3 a month. You get this little RSS feed. If you haven't done this, if you're a patron, on your Patreon page, click on Steel Wars where you've um, subscribed and in the top right corner, there'll be an RSS feed that you copy and then you paste that into your podcast app. You enter a manual podcast address and that is just a RSS feed just for you, just for each unique individual user. And that way, every new episode goes straight into your phone or your laptop or wherever you um, gather your podcasts. And you can type that address in. I know on Downcast, you can do it. That's the app I use on my iPhone. Oh my God, Downcast. Can't recommend it enough. It's for the iPhone. I I bought it like 10 years ago for like $3. $3. I've used it every day of my life since The best uh, Or you can paste it in iTunes Wherever you, you you get all that stuff So make sure you do that Because it's way better When everything just downloads automatically And even the main episodes um, They download first there as well Without interruptions in the middle of them So there's that And there's that Thank you guys so much And may that force be with you. Mendo! Mendo! That's Ben Mendelsohn, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, I'm just confirming. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.